1: podcast we're at episode 10 already somehow guys we're coming off a weekend or a week of pretty disappointing rucker sports outcomes man richie uh chris richie you were at the penn state game this weekend let's just start there i guess Uh, what was was the atmosphere like in in happy valley in your first uh, trip out there
2: Honestly, um, I don't know if it's a combination of uh, the students went on break the day before the game. Um, it was a lowly Rutgers team coming in against Penn State. Penn State's already got four losses on the year. So it wasn't the atmosphere I was really expecting, but uh, they still had every bit of like 70,000, 80,000. I know they announced they do what every stadium does. I think they announced 102 or something. So it's, it's all BS with that, those numbers, but <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. Um yeah, it wasn't the crazy atmosphere I expected. I, I stopped by a couple of tailgates. I have family friends that are Penn State season ticket holders and obviously Rutgers season ticket holders that were out there too. So, got to meet up with all them. It was it was, was kind of cool. It was a cool setup. Um I know um did I send it to you Mike or someone saw it? I forget what it was. They have like a prison style bus that they come in. <laughs> It's kind of. I, cool. know, I, uh, I
1: knew that they used to do that under Joe Pods, like a blue bus. Yeah, they have like yeah. the old
2: school school buses, and it's all painted blue. It's kind. It's kind of neat. Like, and everything gets shut down. Like wise It's. It's almost like the Scarlet Walk type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate to say it. Times ten. Like everyone <laughs> stops what they're doing, and it just goes up to the street and cheers them on. Everyone waiting in the park. Like I, I got stuck in traffic waiting for it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Every single car is like honking their horns. People actually got out of their cars that were waiting in line in front of me. And I'm like, all right, now I'm fucked. So literally all walking up. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And it was cool to see. It It was a little little unique. Um, Other than that, I mean, um, the press box is old as hell. Very old. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's kind of ironic because I guess you're in the mountains, but like, it's literally like going up and down, like in the entire press box. Like, it looks like you're going to fall every 10 seconds. Mm. Um, Yeah, the stadiums nice it's old but it's nice it's kind of cool it's got that old school traditional feel um other than that the game the game sucked (laughs) but uh yeah other than that I mean it was it was interesting it was definitely different than I thought it was and um I give Franklin a lot of credit I do think it's a very very hard sell for recruits out there but that's all I got
1: Yeah, Chris, what did you see in the game uh, that kind of gave you hope leading into the Maryland game, and what did you see that really was unsettling moving forward?
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the, the in the beginning, the first two and a half quarters, I'd say the defense played, you know, extremely well. I mean, you know, they um, Penn State punched on their first six possessions and eight of nine, I think it was. So, I mean, they really buckled down, especially after, you know, the first you know thing in the game, the kickoff went out of bounds on the – you know that could have been a bad omen, I guess. You know for Rutgers, right there. But the defense, you know, didn't bat an eye, and you know they were still missing guys um, in the you know at linebacker and everything. So, but they, yeah, the defense just played extremely well. Um, they were in the backfield especially early. They got to Sean Clifford, um, the backup quarterback for them. They just he just played a you know he played for a phenomenal game. Um, as far as the bad, the bad for Rutgers, I mean, uh, you know the offense. You know that's it's the only thing you yep. can really say. I mean. Uh, you know, they had, you know, under 200 yards of offense. Um, You know, they couldn't get anything going in the ground game. The passing game was not, it was non-existent. Um, It was kind of similar to last year where the trenches, you know, were just dominated by, by Penn state there. Um, Yeah. I mean, but overall, I mean, you got to flush this one behind you and uh, you got to move on to Maryland now. I mean, the big game coming up, you know, Chance, chance to go to bowl game, which is you know pretty crazy. Still, you know, year two, of uh, you know, after the mess, you know, that was the last, you know, five years, six years. So, uh, I mean, they, you know, you gotta you gotta flush this one behind you, and they have a, a good chance this week to you know get that six win. So,
1: yeah, on offense, for as creative as, as Gleason was last year, I don't know if Greg is kind of giving him some some marching orders about how you'd like to see the offense run, but this offense is so predictable. And they just don't do basic elements of a, like a, a a creative offense, I guess. They don't throw over the middle. They don't do any kind of like like rub concepts or any kind of like pick right. concepts. Like they just like how many times on Saturday did we run on first down, run second down, and then try and throw something to the outside on third down, and, and that was our three and out. Like that was like our entire offense on Saturday. And I, I mean, it made sense early in the game when we were staying close. Like, mm-hmm. this was, a, you know, a zero zero game with one minute left in the, the second quarter. Like, we were very much in it. It was 7 nothing going, like, late in the third quarter. Like, this was a game. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we just didn't adapt as an off. We were just doing the same thing over and over and expecting res- new results. And what was that? Uh, that's the definition of insanity, right?
2: I, I know we talked about it in the press box, and it's just like – I think the first four or five inside runs just got stuffed or had zero yards or even a loss of a yard. And we're just like, all right, well, maybe they'll stop doing that. And then all of a sudden we're just sitting there and it's like, nope, they're going to do it again. And it's mm-hmm. like, what the f- like, It's not working. Like, Stop running up the middle. Yep. Um, it, it was so brutal. And I, I do think part of that's on the offensive line. They couldn't do much of anything against this Penn State D-line. And then on the flip side, which you, I kind of got to give credit to for Penn State a little bit, they had backups in that offensive line. They had two backups start for them at the offensive line and still looked pretty decent. Like, th- this is a team that, like, I was cool, so I got to attend both press conferences. And this is where it kind of, like, defeats the, like, Rutgers defense looked good. They had 35 guys this past week missing in practice because of the flu. They, had, they didn't have a scholarship quarterback on Friday because of the flu symptoms. Mm-hmm. And then for Saturday morning, they got the okay from uh, Valu. Sean Clifford didn't warm up at all, and I think that's kind of why he left after a series because um, he had the, the flu-like symptoms and all that. So it's like it's it's crazy that like this team kind of like as good as they did on defense. It's like yeah, but they did it against a team that was like pretty sick. Like mm-hmm. so, it's like I don't know how much credit you want to give the defense at the end of the day, but going back to the Rutgers offense, it's it was it was brutal. It was just beyond ugly. They use the tight ends for two plays and then they're like they're two big plays, mind you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, yep, fuck that. Scrap it. We're done. It's like, what yeah. the hell? Like
3: Yeah, I I've know. I've said I've said all season a couple of Noah Vedros' best throws have been over the middle to the tight end, whether it was Langan mm-hmm. or Haskins, the best his best throws was. Wide yeah. Kenoppa. Yeah, Canoja had a good play too. So yeah. That was a great the, the, throw by him. Get like, it was, it was, catch! I can't believe he hauled it in.
1: Mm-hmm. It was like what third and nine for like a, an 18 yard gain, like the second drive of the game, and then they just didn't throw to him again the rest of the game. Yeah. And it
2: makes you think, Vedril's like, oh, you know what, that kid's pretty decent. Like, holy shit! Like, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> it's like, uh, no, we're just done. We're done. No more using the tight ends.
3: Yeah. I also thought I, that. Then I the know of, I know a lot of fans who have been talking about. You know, maybe Sean Gleason needs to be in the box, you know, calling plays from up up top. And I know I know Richie, you know, asked Ciano about that on Monday. And you know, he basically said it's it's up to Gleason and Gleason wants to be in the field. So I don't think that's you know changing anytime soon either. Yeah.
1: I also thought the uh, the usage of WimSAT in this game was really odd and puzzling. Like you know, throwing him in for a play is one thing, but he threw like two really bad passes that both of them should have been picked. Only one of them ended up getting picked. Bo made that one of the best plays of the game, mm-hmm. turning into a <laughs> defender on the sideline there, and he was open. He he had him. He just way underthrew it.
2: Yeah, I for, I forgot if that was Wilson or Brisker or whoever it was. We were talking about that in the press box too. If that guy just kind of like tracked the ball a little bit better, that's a pick, and that might even be a pick six at that point. Um, that's probably Wimsat's biggest issue. And he had issues with that at the elite, elite 11, a couple of months ago. That was his biggest knock on him was accuracy, accuracy, accuracy. So if he can fix that, he did he did have a good feel for the pocket, though. I'll give him that. Good mm-hmm. feel for the pass rush.
1: He had Brisker on like a free blitz, and he just like basically shuffled in the pocket and avoided okay. him. I think that was on that same
3: play, actually. It was the same play. I think it was the same play. Yeah. Yeah. And that,
2: that's where I think like next year when he is a starting quarterback, without a doubt in my mind. Um He's going to be able to make this offensive line as bad as they've been look a little bit better because of that mobility factor and the feel for the pass rush. So
0: mm-hmm.
2: we'll see what happens. I do think he'll have some growing pains. I think you'll see a couple of picks in next year. And you saw it this year. You saw it last week. Mm-hmm. Just like, what the fuck? Like, what's what's going on here? So it's it's you would live and die by a, a freshman quarterback, and that's probably what you're gonna see next year from him.
3: Yeah. And then I know, I know after the game, Sean was talking about. Um well I guess he didn't really want to talk about him if he was going to redshirt or not. He could you know he could play in this game in redshirt but if they make a bowl game then you know he can't technically play in the bowl game if, if you want, if you want to redshirt him. Um so I mean I still think they're obviously redshirting them kids in high school, you know supposed to be in high school.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um so yeah, but yeah, like you said, that was a great job of of eluding that of eluding that blitz there. Um at the first throw on the slant, I think it was to Bow. I think he just threw it like a little too early. I want to say, um, but yeah. Other, otherwise, um, I knew I knew he wasn't going to come back in the game after he almost threw the first pick. Um, I knew, yeah, I knew he wasn't going to come back in after that. So, and then I mean, he did, uh, you know, late in the fourth quarter. But at that point, you know, it didn't really matter. So,
2: I, I don't understand how the running game sucks so bad. Like I'm just looking at the stats now, and it's just like, Aaron Young 2.4, uh, guy 2.7. Mm-hmm. pacheco i don't know what the hell happened to him this year
0: mm-hmm.
2: i get like the offensive line sucks but he just looks like he has zero vision whatsoever he's almost running into defenders at one point mm-hmm. and it's like what the hell happened there
1: for, for his size and, and his you know he's not a great receiver you'd think that he'd be like an excellent up the middle runner but he just tries to bounce everything to the outside and i think that's mm-hmm. a big problem is i mean it's one thing to have vision and it's other thing to have bad instincts he just takes he tries to take everything to the sideline and that's yeah. why he stretches everything out to, like, a no-yard gain except for the 27-yard the gains he occasionally gets. Like,
2: he might – he runs, like, every single play. He's probably running every bit of, like, 10 yards, but it's 10 yards sideways. It's like, mm-hmm. what the hell? Like, it's yeah. – I, I don't know. The run game has been questionable. I think he probably – I hate to say he probably should have benched Pacheco a long time ago this season in favor of Manongai. We've seen Manongai produce more than anyone – more than any of the running backs this year. Mm-hmm. Hell, we heard so much about Salam in preseason. I think the last training camp practice, we talked to Shiano. He actually went out of his way to mention Salam, and we have not seen a single snap with him this year.
3: And yeah. it's like, all
2: right, Jameer Wright-Collins, obviously a little dinged up, but I think mm-hmm. he's going to be another guy that's going to have to play a lot next year. It's, it, this team might look a hell of a lot different next year, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing at this point.
1: I mean, it's a bad thing knowing who we're probably not going to have. We're not going to have Bo – Aaron Cruickshank's probably going to be out, if not the whole season, a lot of the season. Yeah. Maybe he's a great healer. Who knows? Um, hey, Adrian Peterson did it in like four or five months. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> Wild. Uh, but... We're not going to vote three. Um,
2: I, I do think Shamine Jones can step up, though, and be that number one guy. Um, I like him a lot. It's just a matter of if they're just going to cover him, like who else is going to get open? Sanders hasn't done really much.
1: Um, I, I thought Sanders was going to be the number two receiver this year. I, I really liked his tape out of Bucknell. Uh, he's been – I don't know if – you never know who is playing or not, if it's based on, like, one ticky-tack thing. Like, they don't like how he does this in the offense. And since yeah. we're limited, you can't play as much as another guy. It's tough to, I don't know.
2: I really thought Sean – like, we me and Chris have seen him. Like, Sean Munnerlin has looked pretty good, like, all mm-hmm. offseason and then obviously got hurt. So, I mean, I don't know if he'll be able to recover in time. That's another yeah. guy. <clears throat> who's coming in? Amarion Marion Brown's going to be way too, way too skinny to even play a single snap in my opinion. Oh, yeah.
1: What is he like? I've, I've seen like the video and pictures of him this summer. He's got to be like, you know, 155 pounds. Like he is thin. He's at like
2: 175. I,
1: mm-hmm. Not
2: even close. He's Yeah, he's one, listed 175. I'd say he's every bit of 160
1: maybe. Yeah.
2: Um. Who's the other receiver? Rashad or Shell? I don't expect to make an immediate impact. They're going to have to hit the portal for receiver. And I think we know yeah. that already.
1: And they already kind of have. Uh, sort of, we can talk yeah. a little bit more about that because uh, yeah. I mean, the portal stuff doesn't really start until after the season. There's been a few guys who've, who've announced and we've shown interest in, but it's not like yeah,
2: it's not, I, not, I not crazy that, yet. But like, there's no one like. It's such a hard sell, especially when the offense. Hey, you want to come play for this shitty offense and shitty offensive line and a quarterback that's a true freshman? What? <laughs> no. Yeah.
1: I think it'll be an easier sell this offseason like we're coming off like a three and six year after like just being a toilet bowl of a program for five six years like if we make a bowl this year there's there is stuff to sell and if if anybody can sell it Shiano.
2: yeah that's that i mean that's recruiting at the end of the day so we'll see what happens but i'm like there's i will talk about the names later i don't
1: want to get too in depth with it yeah 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 all right so let's talk about something a little bit more uh, exciting for Rutgers fans. The women's soccer team defeated TCU in a shootout in the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament, which was a great game if anybody was watching. Uh, Rutgers looked completely dominant for probably about the first 60 minutes, and then TCU turned it on, and they scored a late goal to tie it and went to double overtime for the shootouts. I'm sure most of you guys have seen the the video of the shootout on, on social media, if you're on social media. But, uh, Chris, did you watch any of this game? Or, did you watch this game? What did you guys think of the, the team's performance?
3: Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, uh, I watched the, uh, yeah, I watched the game. Uh, it was a very good game, obviously. Um, you know, obviously they took a lead, and then uh, TCU, like you said, scored. I think it was like five minutes left or so. Um, but, yeah, that shootout was wild. I mean, they kept, uh, you, know, you know, both teams kept, you know, scoring. And then all of a sudden they made – the goalies made like four stops in a row or so. Uh, Megan McClellan even scored herself a goal. You know, she, she's the goalie for Rutgers. Um, yeah, and then it was it was just a really big win. Um, the last time they got that far, I believe, it was 2015 uh, when they got to the College Cup. Um, so, it was, it's super exciting. They're, the you know, the only team going right now uh, for Rutgers. You know, field hockey lost uh, last week or so. Um, but, yeah, the Sweet 16 is coming up. I mean, the uh, Elite Eight's coming up against Arkansas on Friday at 7. So, um, yeah, they're still at home. They're number one seed uh they play two seed arkansas and uh yeah i mean it's you know it's a good it's a good time uh you know soccer program is has really been on the on the up for a long time and uh this is honestly one of the most well-rounded best teams that uh mike o'neill has had in a, in a long time they score they still play defense um a lot of the games do get you know hairy you know like we saw against T- tcu but um they've been able to pull them out and they've just played extremely well this season
2: yeah, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. I I, I didn't watch the whole game, I'm not going to lie. I saw that one we nothing. I was like, all right, they got a shot. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> it's like 1-1. I was like, oh, shit, here we yeah. go again. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I thought the RU screw was in full effect there at that point. But um, I think they scored, like, pretty early in the second half, it was. Or I don't even remember when it was. But then I, I watched the PKs, and that was pretty cool. It was cool to see the mm-hmm. goalie go back-to-back yeah. back yeah. back with saves. And I know – we talked about it before. It's a little bit of luck, or a lot of bit of luck, and just a guessing game with PKs. Mm-hmm. But she she guessed really well and ended up working out in Rutgers' favor. Yeah,
1: I can't believe that Frankie Taliaferri wasn't one of the the penalty takers. Like this, they were, they got under their eighth, uh, eighth like penalty kick, and she wasn't one of the eight, which mm-hmm. kind of shocked me. For your leading goal scorer, not to be one of those, but
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. it, it was it was good. I mean, didn't TCU have like a shot advantage too? A goal or shot on goals. At
3: one point? Um That I, I'm not sure about. I'm not sure. They, what's they
1: definitely did in the second half. I, I know that they were just kind of like getting shot after shot before mm-hmm. they actually broke through to get the one-one tie. Yeah, yeah.
3: that's. A I mean, and win, that bro. and that TCU team was a good team. I think they had like the most wins in program history this season. So yeah, back to back. And they made the NCAA tournament last time too, or they made the lead eight or something like that too. So yeah, they were back to back Big Twelve
2: champs too. So I mean, yeah. it's, it's a big accomplishment. Not that the Big Twelve yeah. conference is any good anymore, but. <laughs> <laughs> He's been falling apart we're one by one
1: at anything at this point yeah.
2: um, <laughs> not even part of the alliance a bunch of losers
1: <laughs> i know all right so as ruckers fans we can only have so much good news uh we turned to the basketball team now and i, I i'll be honest when i was typing this up last night i said ruckers basketball moves to four and one <laughs> and then i had to update it uh because we didn't move to four and one we were three and two we we're coming off back-to-back losses to DePaul and last night to Lafayette, uh, man. I mean, oh. these none of none of the the bad things we saw in the last two games weren't highlighted in the first three. It's just mm-hmm. that we were able to squeak them out. Like we've played like dog shit this year. Like we're zero and five against the spread. Three like our shooting is terrible. Our seniors seem like they don't give a shit. What is does your guys take on how the team is performing, and what does your guys feel overall about how the season's going to go at this point?
2: I mean, I, I got a rant if you want to go first,
3: I'll, um, I'll first. All right, I'll sure, go off. sure. I'll go sure. off. <laughs> all right. Um. So yeah, they've. I was very surprised, honestly, about the losses. Um. DePaul. I mean, I mean, they had DePaul only had like six 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 guys playing, seven guys playing. Um. They just. I think the foul the fouls were just in, incredible you know difference uh you know I think it was like 33 to 6 or so um they just I mean that's how it kind of is on the road you know especially you know with just from watching like big big 10 games but uh from a team like DePaul they should have won you know they should have beat them uh last time out last week uh last night against Lafayette um it's kind of it was like kind of the same story they they just haven't been able to shoot um, they won the turnover battle, which is, you know, 23 to nine. I mean, I don't know how you lose, you know, when you force a turn, force other teams to, you know, turn, turn the ball over, you know, thir- 23 times. Like, that's just insane. You know, they shot, you know, 15% from three. I mean, like, I mean, a lot, a lot of times I've heard people talk about, you know, the lights at the rack kind of be kind of being a distraction. Um, but I mean, it's, it's no matter who's taking the shots. I mean, Caitlin McConnell looks lost. Um, you know, Ralph Ages hasn't played, so um, I'm not I'm not sure. I mean, you know, Cliff O'Murray is you know getting better offensively. He's getting better defensively um at center. Um, but you know, this is a team that they were out rebounded by, you know, it's not it's not Michigan, it's not you know anybody else in the Big Ten, Kofi Coburn. I mean, um the team just has to find a way to just score. I mean, they're just not you know playing offense. I mean, they don't really run anything on offense either. So there's so there's that too. I mean, I kind of Kind of, you know, yeah, it's just, it's just bad. So go ahead, Richard. Yeah, the, the, I just want to highlight one thing: is <laughs> three
1: minutes left in the game. We're like, we're, obviously, we're not running an offense because we never do. Yeah. Caleb McConnell in the previous drive had airballed a uh, a three pointer, and mm-hmm. so. He he gets stuck with the ball, of course, with about three mm-hmm. seconds left in the shot clock. And he tosses up this prayer ball. And I think he he hit the like very front of the rim, but it was a terrible shot. This is like three minutes left in the second half after he just like shot an air ball. Like you'd think that either he's taken out or that they designed a play up, but they didn't. Anyway.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, where do I start? Um, let's see. Offense sucks. It's beyond god awful. There's so many questionable shots. The guy who drives the most is Paul Mulcahy. That mm-hmm. that should say it all. That makes no fucking sense to me whatsoever. Caleb stopped with the shooting of these questionable things. There was one he took, like the air ball. He took like a very, very deep two where his foot was actually on a three-point line, I want to say sometime in the second half, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, that is the most – in. Uh, I should, uh, what's the word for it? That's the Efficient. worst possible shot percentage-wise yeah. that you could take is a mid-range two. Like, it's just not worth, especially when you're all of like – what, or one of 21 on the year, or something like that? Three of 21,
3: whatever the hell it is. He's been god awful. Yeah, I, I remember seeing, I, don't, I haven't, I don't think I've seen him make a bucket yet. And that's, and I can
1: He's five it, for I, 30 from on the season. Is no yeah, for 10 yeah. from three?
2: Oh, that's bad. Um, Andre Hyatt obviously replaced him in the starting lineup, which I, I agree with that call. Mm-hmm, um, I, I don't think you can afford to have Mo out there anymore. You got to stop point. We got to stop acting like he's a true point guard anymore. He's, he's not, he's grown out of it. I think he's too tall for it. He's not quick enough. Um, Interestingly enough, it seems like Pike might trust him the most because he's been the most minutes per game so far this year. Mm -hmm. Maybe not all games. I'm not 100% on that one. I know he's played the most minutes in the past three games, so it would lead you to believe that he is that minute per game leader, whatever. Anyway, Cliff, pretty goddamn good. I'm going to stick by my guns with that one. He is pretty good. He looked good. He looked great. Um, interestingly enough, he didn't have any offensive rebounds, which I was a little shocked by. He does need to learn a little bit more basketball IQ in terms of boxing out at certain points. Um, Gio, yes, he got hurt. I'm hoping he's okay. He's been shit. He's been god awful. Like, yeah, he's had a couple bailout calls in terms of, uh, not this game. What was the last home game? Merrimack? Lehigh? No. Merrimack. Uh, NJIT,
3: NJIT. NGIT. 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 No.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> um, again, these are all shit teams. They're like, playing with it's Mm -hmm. the I I wrote it in the um in the recap yesterday all those teams that they're competitive against not I'm not counting DePaul or every other game has been against a 230 or worse in Kenpon the team they just lost to is in the 300s 0 and four Patriot League team in Kenpon like this is just not a good Lafayette team whatsoever lost by 30 something points to Duke 30 something points to Syracuse lost by five the Cornell who just beat Penn State mind you Mm. No, uh, no, I'm sorry. They lost to Penn State last night.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, they lost, I'm looking at, wow, they lost by 28 to the University of Penn. <laughs> this team sucks. Yeah. And you just lost to them. What the hell is going on here? And the offense said they need to run something. They need to run some kind of goddamn set. I'm getting tired of watching Chuck after Chuck after Chuck. It's like, yeah, okay, you can kind of move the ball around and kind of like bob and weave or whatever. It's not working. This in a, like your best offensive rebounder doesn't even play a goddamn minute. You put Quest at the
3: five. What the fuck was that? <laughs> that was Ooh, weird.
2: Like, who, whose yeah. idea was that one?
3: Yeah, I know <laughs> someone. Someone asked Michael yesterday about that, and he he said he wanted to go small at, at one point. Um, I'm but, cool with that. But yeah, but yeah. that's that's not yeah. put a run at the five if you're going to do that. Mm-hmm. They did run a
1: little bit of run at the five as a a two three zone breaker. Where they were just kind of like passing along the perimeter, trying to get him a shot at the the three at the the foul line. And like the one or two times they ran that, it it worked. Like he hit the he hit the turnaround jumper. Uh the only time we even looked like we had like a semblance of an offense is when we would penetrate and then hit Cliff for an alley oop. Mm-hmm. Like that was like, when we that's, did that like two or three times. And we should do offense. way more of that.
2: Yeah. Like and then on top of it all, you can't force 23 turnovers. You have 13 steals and loose like you can't the the turnover battle was 23 to 9 the rebounding i don't know how the hell you got out rebounded by a mm-hmm. shitty shitty lafayette team like i am not giving them any credit whatsoever they suck
0: mm-hmm.
2: and you yep. just lost them like that and then jane jones god damn it man i just tweeted about you being the most efficient <laughs> freshman in the country and then you're gonna do that god damn it um you gotta switch something up um these guys look effortless out there they look like they know they could give two shits there was one play. I'm going. To, I'm actually glad Fonseca uh, screen cropped it or mm-hmm. screen recorded it, whatever it was. Oh, these the guys slapped slap the ground. Defense, yep. let's go. Yep. Lack of effort. Open three. It's like, what the
3: hell are you doing? Yep. and old and then, and then they almost made the bucket. You know, to go into halftime with the lead, the layup, whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. That was, that was, Same that thing was happened bad. at the end of both
1: halves. Like they hit a a, a dagger mm. three where they where we weren't playing great defense. We weren't we weren't like. Those guys were wide open taking those threes both times. I don't even know if it's the same guy, but it looked like the same exact shot, just like shown in a mirror.
2: Yeah. And I've I've tweeted it before, I think during the game. I've never think I've ever thought ever never thought I would say this, but the lack of effort is just on a Pykel team. You would never think that would ever happen. I don't know what the hell has happened with this team. I don't know if they've lost interest or if the off-the-court stuff got to them, or I, I don't even know. I don't know what to say at this point. It's just it, it is a brutal team. The only bright spot that I could think of is – and the announcers mentioned they this is the first loss against Lafayette since 88. In mm-hmm. 88, they did make the tournament. So, it's like
3: I – mean, <laughs> There you go. There's a positive spin birthday. to that.
2: Bob Winslow got him as a 13 seed in the tournament They lost to Iowa in the first round. Other yeah. than that, I can't find a single goddamn positive about this game. Oh, but yeah. well, you know what? Cliff. I'll, I'll give him Cliff, that. yeah. Cliff
3: Other than look that, good. On the, on the offensive end. Ron's
2: chucking, and I don't know what the hell happened to Ron ever since last season. Middle of last season, it's just been
3: awful. Yeah. Well, I mean, he had he had four straight double-doubles during <clears> the <throat> season. So his game was, has changed really a little well. bit. I get that, but, like – you I mean, he, he hasn't been, like, scoring the way he was. This is the guy year. who
2: I was, like, a sh- – was a surefire NBA player last year, and now mm-hmm. I'm kind of, like, the more and more I look at it, i was like, he just hasn't been, like, good. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, he's been doing the double doubles and stuff, but it's a double like double against like shitty teams. Like I don't care what right. that. Yeah.
0: Really. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And then like you lose to Paul. Like the Paul's not like the Paul might be one of the worst Biggies teams.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then you also arguably the worst Patriot League team.
3: Yeah,
0: this
2: is yeah.
3: Just I mean, big and th- and this is the same team that Pico says you know mm-hmm. is is you know in the preseason that was his best team. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, I don't know. Lost. You know. What he was doing, you know, saying that. I mean, look, they played well in the preseason. You know, maybe that's just, you know, he was going. You know, in practice, they were practicing well. They were doing well in the scrimmages. I mean, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what's happened. So
2: I don't I don't know what you do. I think you have to, you, and also you can't hype up Jalen Miller like that and not play him a single minute this season. Mm-hmm. It's like
1: Miller did get in there? last night. What'd you say? Miller did get in last night late in? in the game. Remember. Yeah, but I mean, we lost like Mag. We lost geo like he he got into the rotation late in the game okay Okay. i mean i gotta think that pike read the room wrong in terms of motivation this year he probably thought this team needed to be to be built up because they lost like two really foundational players and and then uh mathis too was a rotation guy he wasn't like nearly as impactful as young or, or miles johnson but Yeah, like you guys were saying, like this team just looks uninspired, which is kind of surprising for a veteran-led tournament team who was expecting like they all were talking about how they had unfinished business, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how they were coming back to advance like really far in the tournament. Uh like I don't I I don't I don't understand it. Like Pike has said that there's a lot of distractions right now, which is very ominous and mysterious, which I don't know if you guys have heard anything about distractions, but it doesn't seem like anything's been reported directly about it.
3: No, like
1: these guys, I think they think their their shit smells a little too good. I, I think <laughs> you were talking about that after yeah, the Lehigh yeah, game yes. where they were just like, yeah, we like talking a lot of shit mm-hmm. about how, you know, we were always going to win this game. It's like you guys let a team that you were favored by like over 20 points take you to overtime at home. Mm-hmm. Like don't, this is not a game to talk shit after, but they were.
2: I remember, like, I think they actually said the, the quote on um, the Chris after the game, and I overheard it because I was trying to upload the, the press conference video at mm-hmm. the time, and all of a sudden, they're like, yeah, we we told them, like, oh, bye-bye, time's over. I'm like, dude, just <laughs> went to overtime with fucking Lehigh. Don't be saying that. Like, yeah. just, just say, like, hey, we got humbled a little bit. All right, now we know we got to get back in the gym and work on something. Like, just say the prototypical coach-speak type quote that people just like to
0: hear.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was talking to Ron. I was talking to Ron. I was like... I was talking about Geo Baker's shot to tie the game, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah." He was like, basically, "Yeah." I told the guy, you know, next to me, you know, he's, he's game. You know, it was it was fun while it lasted. I mean, but then, but then, you know, that was just to tie the game. Like they were down, and then they went to overtime. Obviously, they won in overtime. But yeah, I mean, they. I mean, and that the first game, you know, I remember they almost lost to Bryant a couple years ago. You, you say, okay, you know, it was the first game. But then the same thing has you know just happened game after game after game. So uh, yeah, this team definitely has something going on. Uh, something um, is not right. They you know, they obviously you know had to shoot better. They still you know don't get the foul. On. I think I think they honestly just had to drive more to the hoop. And you know they're missing guys like Young and Mathis who who who's, who have done that. You know Miles Johnson was a good good rebounder. Um, uh, speaking, speaking of Miles Johnson, they're playing Gonzaga tonight. UCLA against Gonzaga at ten o'clock. So, <laughs> can anybody wants weird, to watch that? It's weird how Gonzaga and UCLA also had a game last night too. And I, they played I, last I, night. You, yeah, yeah. you
1: don't really see many back-to-backs in uh, college hoops, but
2: like I don't understand. Like you're talking about driving more. Like mm-hmm. why does why does McConnell not drive? Yeah. Like literally, like that should be your strength. If you're in. Mm-hmm. you've seen him play. Everyone's seen him play. That should be your go-to move is to drive, not to shoot a stupid mid-range, not to shoot the three. Um, his his release is so slow too on the jump shots. So that's why it's like it's not gonna work. Obviously, something's got to change. Um, the offense, I don't know what you do. I think you have to switch up. I hate to say it, but I you gotta change some of these starters out. I don't care if you have to bench Baker or to get him going or bench Ron or get do something. Like someone's got to be benched here. You got to like take action if you want this team to do anything this year
3: hmm
2: Only guy you can't afford to bench is Cliff because you don't have another big man. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean you, you can play a palm at the five, they're fine. So.
2: and I know you said drive, but like drive to the yeah. rim, even if they get fouled, they're missing those fucking things too. Right.
3: I mean, yeah.
2: 65% yesterday. It's gone mm. awful. This mm. is
3: not, I
1: yeah, I think just- we just we need somebody who's got some fire in them. We need somebody who's more of a vocal leader and gets these guys going. Everyone's playing so tentatively and like they're afraid to miss a shot. And I think that was one of the things that Jacob Young was really good at was being this emotional leader on the court. Because he would just, you know, he he would sense he had. I mean, anybody who's played basketball, sometimes you sense that the team needs a lift a lift somewhere. So you, you know, you'll take it to charge or you know, you'll you'll drive baseline and and hit like a Reverse layup, and that was, like, what Jacob Young was great at, even at, like, 5'9". He was that spark plug.
2: They don't have that spark no. plug at all. There's no one on this bench that has brought a spark off that bench to bring, like, a little bit of juice to the game or a little bit of something.
3: Yeah, yeah, Young exactly was exactly that. He was he was always the spark plug. I, you know, I've written that a bunch of times. He was definitely – he was exactly that. He came in. He brought energy. Um, He brought a scoring punch right away, but he was also a really, really, really good defender. So – I mean, he was all up. He gets the crack site, too, when he defends too. So, uh, yeah, they they need something. They need that spark, like you said. I think that's a good way to put that. Um, something. I think some changes need to made. I mean, I don't know what they're gonna do, but um, we'll see. And they, and they have a good a good UMass team coming up. Um, they they blew out of Penn State last week or so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they're not bad. Yeah, I don't know.
2: They really aren't that bad. Um, I watched them last Monday, Tuesday, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Monday. They're they're not a bad team. They're actually ironically led by a former Penn State transfer. Okay. (laughs) So, go figure. Um, Yeah, that was kind of ironic to watch just because I – obviously, I covered Penn State, but the other – they're like, yeah, why is Penn State's – or US's leading scorers? Penn State guy that played zero minutes here. Then the guy drops (laughs) like 20, and it's like, oh, shit. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah, I think this um, team needs to go back and look at the first 12 games of last season and what made that team special. Like, why were we just like – on fire the first 12 games of last season because, really, we haven't been the same team since the middle of December last year. We've been really streaky. We haven't been the same offensive team. It seems like we've been really tentative, and I I don't know why, but it's been, like, an entire season now, cumulatively.
2: It's live and die by the three. If the threes are falling, it's like, all right, hey, we're going to win the game by a lot. If the threes aren't falling, it's like, all right, we're going to lose by, like, three. (laughs) Uh, it's I don't know, man. They need they need to do something. I don't even know like what you do because I keep looking at the roster and I don't I still don't see that spark plug anywhere on this bench. You, you ideally Jaden Jones could be that guy, but
1: he's got uh, the same demeanor though. He's very quiet. He, I mean, he I doesn't really show much emotion.
2: Like you need someone yeah. that can. What dude, Pike should not have to hype up this crowd. By the way, we got to yeah. talk about that too. You you should not have to hype up the crowd against Merrimack, Lehigh, um, who the hell was it, Lafayette. Like you shouldn't have to literally turn around and hype up the crowd. The crowd should be into it already. Mm -hmm. And then on top of it, hyping it up against teams like this, it's like, all right, it's kind of like, it's getting a little corny. And I I love to death, but that's, it's getting corny.
1: It's -hmm. twofold though. I mean, the the crowd responds to how the team is playing. Like the team's played like shit. Like the, I've only been to one game this year so far. And the crowd for sure is not as, you know, as popping as when it's like a big time opponent. But if, if they hit a couple threes, like the crowd does like kind of explode there for a second and they just haven't hit shots like they've oh. the, the, the alley oops have really brought the crowd off its feet. And mm-hmm. those really the, been the only plays outside of some some blocks that have really gotten the crowd going. So mm-hmm. it's tough when you're not playing well to keep the crowd in, it, especially a Rutgers crowd that's not really used to being raucous, I guess.
2: <laughs> yeah, not wrong.
0: Yep. yeah.
3: I mean, all I right.
2: Think fans have the right move to complain. I know people aren't <laughs> agreeing on social media, but fans have the right to complain about this one. Like this, for is, sure. This is a bad one.
1: Let's but. move on to the transfer portal a little bit before we, we start talking Maryland. Uh, we do have two new names that it seems like the staff is showing interest in uh, over the last week. The first is a linebacker from Syracuse. His name is Jeff Canton Arcu. Um. This was a guy who, as soon as he went in the por- – both these guys we're going to talk about, as soon as they went into the portal, we immediately had guys following them within the hour. Um, Kenton Arku is like their fourth linebacker on the team. He got a lot of playing time, but he wasn't a starter. Um, his tape looks pretty good. He's got good size. I think he's like 6'3", like 230. Um, I think he has two years of eligibility left. This is a guy who rivals wrote up an article. You know how they write those transfer articles about the impact that those guys would make? Yeah. So they were, they were, yeah, he's a five nine out of 10, which is, you know, that's a starter. It's an impact player, but not like a first round pick by any means. So this is a guy who, uh, even Mike Farrell highlighted Rutgers in this one. He said that Rutgers came after him early and hard. Um, are you guys hearing anything about this kid or? I know we need some some veteran presence at linebacker given how much we're going to lose next year. So this kind of makes sense that they would go after one.
2: I'm, I'm indifferent on adding a linebacker just because, like, Singleton okay. looks, pretty, looks pretty good this weekend. Then Tyree Powell has looked pretty good in his limited uh, limited playing time. Um, as for Rutgers, it's a Canadian kid, so it kind of makes sense. You already have that connection. Bob Frazier has a hell of a lot of connections up there. Um, you have Wesley Bailey, Renee Conga. And if we learned anything after this past weekend, Canadian uh, high school football players are pretty damn good, whether that's at <laughs> Rutgers or Penn, at Penn State. Between Christian yeah. Ballou, who came in out of nowhere, looked good. Um, who are the other two? Uh, Jonathan Sutherland picked off Rutgers. Mm. And there was, there was another Canadian uh, – Jesse Luceda, the defensive end for Penn State. They, so, I mean, we've seen Canadian kids tra- or translate pretty well to the Amer- American game. Very easily, actually, um, especially at Rutgers. We've had how many people? Westerman was one, if I recall. Yeah,
1: yeah. Westman, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Isn't Wes Bailey a current Canadian West player Baylor. on our team?
2: Bailey, Conga, all those guys. So, I mean, it's I haven't heard much about this one yet. I have to look more into it, but he is a, a lengthy uh, linebacker, kind of like what Rutgers tends to like on their defense. Um, it'd be interesting to see what happens here.
1: Yeah, and it seems like Syracuse <laughs> is falling apart. Um, <laughs> I'd expect us to go after a lot of players that we've played against this year if they become available. Like Temple has, even though they're pretty bad, they have a, a few really good players that I would jump all over if I was Rutgers. They have a few offensive tackles who are pretty good, Isaac Moore, and um, I forget his other, the other one's name. Uh, there's another Canadian player on Syracuse who's a defensive end who's really good. Uh, it doesn't look like Dino Baber's going to be there long, and it doesn't look like Rod Carey's going to be there long either. I'm kind of surprised that Rod Carey hasn't been let go since That's, those uh, revelations Iverson-Clement uh, started have come out. Um,
2: well, it's going to happen momentarily. Like it's, yeah. I think it's just a matter of waiting until the end of the season and then go from there. And Fran, Fran, I've mentioned before, is going to be mentioned in that like immediately. I'm intrigued to see how much interest there is because it's a new regime at Temple, too. So it's like they have zero connections to anybody from the past.
1: So. Yeah. And it's, it's like not a good year to need a coach. Like there's not many like really good candidates, but there's a lot of power five jobs coming available this year. A lot more than normal, at me least. Chris,
2: yeah. Me and Chris were talking about before, like USC and LSU were on like their six option at this point. Yeah. And and I, I know I said it last podcast, I think where they're not getting Franklin like Franklin signing extension today. So. Oh yeah. That's going to be announced today.
1: What's the rough terms.
2: Um, I hear it anywhere between 7 to 10. So you're 7
1: to 10 fans. years or 7 to 10 per, per year? Uh,
2: no, 7 to 10 years. So Rutgers fans are going to have to deal with him for quite some time, it seems like. Um, big, big, big part of the deal is facilities. Um, I actually got a chance to check them check out this past weekend. Very nice facilities. They're probably not in Ohio State level, and I think that's why they're kind of like putting that in the contract. He's very adamant about fixing up the stadium, which would definitely need some work and adding more and more, like, of the fluffy stuff. Like, like Ohio State, I think, has a basketball court in their football facility. It's, like, stuff like that. And then you go to, like – and that's why Rutgers needs stuff like this, too. Like, it goes back to that. Like, the, the fact that they haven't drawn up even, like, a slight plan is kind of, like, concerning a little bit. I know the COVID year kind of threw everything in the whack, but you need an artist rendering or something just to get donors on board. So, I don't know. But, yeah, anyway.
1: Yeah, I think that <laughs> – if Shiano is mentioned in any jobs, it will purely be for some sort of uh, facilities uh, movement, I guess. Because I, I know we were talking about Miami possibly coming open. That's like a pretty uh, clear uh, – at least they would – I guarantee they'll reach out to Shiano. He's not taking that job. I don't see Shiano leaving for anything yeah. at this point.
2: And but, that's where people misconstrued my tweet. Like I, pro- yeah. I tweeted about Shiano the uh, extension. Yeah and yeah, he's going to get like, if Miami opens up, I do think he gets an extension or something. Like, like you said, the facilities thing, he's not leaving. It's just more or less. It's like you can use it to kind of like finagle your way into more money or something.
1: Yep. Yeah. I don't think people realize where Shiano's head is at at this point in his career. Like, Mm -hmm. I think he realized, I don't think he ever really wanted to leave Rutgers, but I also think he realizes how lucky he was to get this opportunity again. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the fact that some fans on Twitter even came at me and they're like, "Rucker should call his bluff. I'm like, "You no, do you not see what happened from the flood, the Ash era?
0: Mm-hmm. Like, are you
2: kidding me right now? Like call his fucking bluff. Are you serious? Like this guy's the only guy that has made the program relevant in, 60 50 yeah whatever. yeah he's
3: he's two wins away from the uh, tying the all-time uh Rutgers wins record so it's
2: like it, stop Like, don't fuck call his fuck that i yeah. pay him more just for getting them five wins this year
3: yeah i mean he's been he's been in more bowls than uh anybody else at Rutgers. yeah
2: it's coaching the only one bowl. that actually got them to invest too in the program mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Look, invested- i mean he's
3: he's one of the bigger yeah. reasons they're in the big 10 right now did
2: Probably this one of the main reasons,
1: if not the main reason, yeah. Yep, for sure. And that's another timing thing. Like, had the Big Ten come calling two years earlier, he's probably still here. Like he has, he's talked about that, and Mm -hmm. he's. I was surprised how candid he was when he was discussing that when he first came back about Mm -hmm. how if if the Big Ten invite had come in 2011, he's probably still he's probably the coach throughout this this tenure Mm -hmm. um
2: keep shiano you get to keep devin fuller he's your quarterback you move to the traditional or the new school offense a little sooner instead of the john mcnulty or revisit offense whatever you want to call it
1: Mm -hmm. well that's really the ultimate butterfly effect because penn state was dealing with the sandusky uh sanctions at that time Mm -hmm. can you imagine shiano if he had like four years of that turmoil he was already he's already recruiting at the best he ever had he was he was landing the top kid in the state two years in a row and save on huggins and and darius hamilton like he had a huge runway to just Mm -hmm. take off as a program and that's just something i find myself thinking about like once a month and thinking about what (laughs) what could have been but yeah uh
2: yeah can't look back too far yeah. All is. right.
1: So the other transfer that we kind of started looking into is uh, an offensive guard from Florida International. Uh, I don't know how to say his name. It looks like Cione um Ooh, He's been a Rutgers. three-year starter there.
2: Buckers and Finaus. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Six, three, 300 I mean, I I couldn't find any highlights of him. He's graded okay on PFF. He's in the mid-sixties. He's probably better than what we got. If nothing else, he's a depth offensive lineman. I think we're just going to see a lot of interest in almost every lineman that's shown some sort of competency that goes into the portal.
2: So the way I look at it, it's kind of like the same thing with Florida prospects, and he's from Texas, so I'm, I'm going to consider this um, the same category, so to speak. When you come out of high school, out of Texas or Florida, and you have zero offers from any team in that state when there's like multiple G5, Power 5, Kind of tells me that you're not that good. But that's just a guess. Yep. So, but, yeah, they do need help on the interior. They just need someone that could push Rainey in that right spot. I think Iowan Brown might be your starting left guard again next year, which I'm, I'm kind of okay with. Like, he doesn't look too bad. He actually kind of has produced a little bit. Um, it's obvious to me Zawinskis has pretty much solidified that starting center spot. Then again, I, I don't know because I thought Crimin was going to hold the spot down all year long, and that kind of backfired thought Felter was going to push for it. That yeah. backfired. So um, I think you have three solidified spots going into next year, maybe four, and then it's kind of just add one interior to push Rainey in that right guard spot. And that could be this guy. Yep,
1: yeah, not like you said, nothing really special seemingly about this kid, um, but stay tuned because I, I can't imagine we, we leave the portal without at least one offensive lineman, probably two but I
2: just don't know if you have the room either. That's the biggest issue.
1: Well, I think we got a a fair amount of processing to do in the off season.
2: Yes. Off season first day after
3: maybe Sunday. (laughs) Yep. All those, all those uh, exit exit meetings, I guess you want to, you want to call them. Right. So it's almost like um, it's going to be like the NFL. It's like black Monday. Like everyone gets fired. Like, Oh, see you later. (laughs) Yep. I was, I was, uh, I was actually working on a quick uh, senior day post and, uh, you know, Shanna was talking about how, um, you know, obviously a lot of the seniors do, you know, still have a chance to come back next year because of the extra year. Um, and he's he did, you know, go out of his way and say he hopes he hopes some of the guys are back. So, I mean, I maybe I'm reading into that too much. But he, he, he also
1: have- he also said something along the lines of like, you know, if you're senior eligible, you should probably get announced because yeah. you could always get announced again. Sure. But you don't want to not have that chance. So I think yeah. he was very. It Not so like a- subtly telling everybody to take senior day. Yep. And if you're invited back, you could have a second one.
2: Yep. yep. You can't say it, Like, he can't say it, but it's like a yep. backhanded comment. He's like, yeah, you know, they spent two years with Ash, two years with me. Like, they, sh- they should go walk. And I'm mm. like, mm, <laughs> mm, wait a second.
1: Yeah, that was very mob bossy of, of Shiano, if he you read with, between the lines.
2: You <laughs> were recruited by Ash and played for Ash. You can go walk, you know? Mm-hmm. It'll be okay. It's fine. We'll we'll help you out a little bit. Next.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, tough one. All
1: right, so keep staying tuned to the, the transfer portal because it's about to get in fuego. Uh, but let's talk about Maryland. Um, we're both going into this game five and six, and it's a bit of a nihilist bowl because really no matter what happens, we probably both could end up being in a bowl.
2: I thought so, but I don't think that's true anymore.
1: No. Okay. Why yeah, is that?
2: I think we, I was talking to Cratch about it, and I was reading this article the other day. Um, it's down to, like, 10 bowls that are, like, mm-hmm. going like to Like, 23
1: teams and 10 bowls. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's, it's like, tough, and then it's going <laughs> to depend on that APR, which no one knows where the hell anyone ranks, which is kind of weird, but whatever. Um, I'm not 100%. I think if they lose, I don't think they get into a bowl, honestly.
3: Yeah, I, I agree. I know, like, two weeks ago it looked a little better. But now, but now, like you said, uh, yeah, it's
2: getting really interesting. So I don't really know what's what's going to happen, and I, I I'm not, like I said, I'm not confident at all they get a bowl. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they win, all right, they have
0: to get a bowl. But
1: so probably important could still not be important yet to be seen has to be seen how the the weekend shakes out. But let's talk about some of Maryland's strengths and weaknesses. Uh, I don't know who wants to kick this one off. I mean, the first strength in my eyes is pretty easy. The, the quarterback's really good. Two attacking was brother Talia. Um, he's probably the best quarterback in the Big Ten. Maybe, actually not. He's not the best quarterback. C.J. Stroud's better. But mm. early in the season, he looked like the best quarterback in the Big Ten. I C. mean. Like,
2: C.J. Stroud's like the fourth best player on their offense.
1: I mean, you might disagree, but he's going to win the Heisman this year uh, at this point. I mean, he's he's the heavy favorite after this past weekend. This past favorite. weekend really shifted everything. Um, a, what do you guys – go ahead.
2: Now, it's more impressive to me that, like, Talia, like, in terms of Talia, like, he lost his top two receivers early on in the season, and he's still putting up 350, 371, 419, like, mm-hmm. these, like crazy yardage games for a guy that doesn't have his top two receivers. Imagine Rutgers losing Bo and Shamit. Yeah. All right, I should take it back. Bo and Krupshank.
1: Yeah, but that's that's Ed kind of
2: putting up 300 yards. It's like, oh, shit. Like.
1: But then imagine the third guy on our team is a former five-star recruit who we recruited. It's not like he's some retread. He's Rak- Rakim Jarrett's really good, too. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, if you look at, like, the game logs, like, the top, like, receiver, for the most part, has been their tight end the past couple games, which is kind of, like, a little intriguing to me. Um, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. a Okonkwu? A lot of O's in his name. Yeah, O-K-O-N-K-W-O. Like, geez. Um, yeah, he's been their leading receiver. And then it's been mixed in with, like, Fleming and – I don't even know how to pronounce that guy's name either. Carlos Career, Cariri? Cariri? I don't know. But it, it's still impressive that you lose Demas and um, Deshaun Jones and this random senior who just all of a sudden is putting up career numbers is, like, dominating. So, yeah, I, I like Talia a lot. I think he's going to be hard to stop. I don't know. Other than him, I mean, their running backs kind of suck too. So it's like, it's
3: basically Talia and that's it. Yeah. I mean, uh, Talia, I mean, he didn't, he didn't play uh, a Rutgers beat Maryland last year, uh, but you know, Tagavalola didn't play last year. Um, um, so, I mean, yeah, he's a f- phenomenal player. I know Shiano, Shiano talked about him on Monday um, saying like he completely understands the offense. Um He's very talented. Uh, he had, you know, like you said, he puts up insane numbers. Um, the Maryland offense in general has been very good. Um, it's the defensive side that they're, um, I guess, not as good. So maybe it's a mixture. Maybe it's honestly a good match for this game. You know, Rutgers offense isn't very good, but the Maryland's defense isn't good. Maryland's offense is good, but Rutgers defense is also good. So, um, yeah, it'll be. I think it'll be a good, a good matchup. Um, but I think Maryland, honestly, probably has the more talent overall across the board. Um, the one thing that, you know, Rutgers might have an advantage of about, um, you know, the defense, like I said, gives up the most points in the Big Ten. Um, they give up, um, you know, near the bottom in yards, near the bottom in passing passing yards, rushing yards. Um, they're um, giving up a lot of penalties. Um, they're committing a lot of penalties. Um, 78 penalties, uh, which is 97th in the, in the Big Ten, I mean, the, uh, in the country. So, um, I mean, Rutgers has struggled of late with penalties, um, but if Rutgers is able to turn the ball over and play a, play a cleaner game at home, um, it might it'll, it'll help them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this Maryland offense is still explosive. Um, you know, in the past couple of games have been kind of kind of blowouts, I guess, but other, other than last year. Um, but, you know, as Shiano says a lot of time, you know, last year, you know, kind of take that with a grain of salt, so – uh, yeah, I think, you know, five and six against five and six is going to be a good battle. Um, Rutgers, you know, they haven't played well at home this season, so they're going to have to find something and and combat this one on top. Yeah, I think that Maryland has, like, a, a
1: bunch of position groups that are just really, really bad, like worse than Rutgers bad. Mm-hmm. Like, the interior of their offensive line all grade horribly on, <clears throat> on PFF. They all have, like, below 60 grades. Their starting linebackers all are terrible too. Like, two of their starting linebackers graded out at a forty and a thirty-four, which is awful. Their interior defensive line also has really poor grades on PFF, and PFF isn't like the, the bible, but sure. usually they're relatively accurate with these kind of things. So they have a lot of position groups that are bad. They had a lot of injuries. They lost their best pass rusher and a lot of their defensive backs with the season-to-injury. Like Richie already kind of mentioned, they lost their top two receivers. Like, this is a team that has been beaten down over the year. Uh, they allowed 35 points to Indiana this year. Uh, and It's not an apples-for-apples apples comparison, but, you know, we blew them out. I, I, don't, I don't think Michael Pinnock's played in that game either. So, it's mm-hmm. – this is a team that we should beat. Uh, like you said, we do have relative strength versus relative strength. Like, you mm-hmm. know, our defense versus their offense. Their offense is probably better than our defense. But, like you are saying, they're a very undisciplined team, and they've been that way for a long time. Like a Locksley coach team will never be a team that's you know dotting every i and crossing every t. So this is a game we should win, um, but obviously they play the game for a reason. Sure. For sure. One and, and, a half then, and then
3: base, you know, like you were saying, you you it's actually you know pretty pretty fascinating. Like you were saying that their are, their are linebackers haven't graded out well, and their and the interior defensive line hasn't graded out well. I mean. Uh, like we're talking about earlier, earlier, uh, you know, Rutgers tried to run the ball up the middle a bunch against Penn State, and didn't have much success. Um, I we'll probably see that again. We'll probably try and see them establish the run game again. Um, and uh, if they can, you know, get through the line and into the secondary, um, who who knows what could happen there? I you, you got to score. Yeah,
2: they need to score against this team. This team gave up 35 to an Indiana team, like you said, without Michael Penix Jr. This is the Indiana team that just got ran by Rutgers. I, I don't know. I'm indifferent on this game. Like it's weird because they're like their DBs aren't bad. Tarheeb still, New Jersey, mm-hmm. South Jersey guy, Timber Creek guy, who all Rutgers people are probably mm-hmm. pretty familiar with. Is
3: he's 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 very good. Pretty he's good. Very good.
2: Jordan Mosley and Nick Cross their safeties are also pretty good. It's mm-hmm. like their their DBs aren't the issue, obviously like you said before at the end of the day. But it's more um it's more of their defensive line that if you can get past them, then maybe you have a shot.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess we can go to predictions because it seems. You have to go, seems Mark? like. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta hop up. You guys finish this All off right. for me. Sorry, guys. I'll see you guys Sounds next good. week.
2: Yeah, oh, you're good. I'll send you an audio soon.
1: Sounds good. Thanks, Mike. Yep. All
2: right, Chris. Just me Yep. Let's do it. Now. Let's do it. All right. Um. Let's see. Let's go. Let's go. I guess just go in number order.
3: Uh. Yeah. Sure. It's fine.
2: All right, let's um, start
3: with – oh,
2: actually, I'm going to go out of order.
3: Oh, Friday night or
2: Friday afternoon. Wait, Friday afternoon. Ew. Really? Friday. Oh, afternoon. you know what? Black Friday. A lot of teams play Black Friday. Yeah, I forgot. Mm. Iowa, Nebraska, 1.30 p.m. BTN, Iowa's favored by one and a half. What do you got?
3: Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, uh, I won this one. Um, you know, obviously it's at Nebraska, but, uh, I'll go, I'll go Iowa in this one. They're coming off a win. I think, um, honestly, I'm, for whatever reason, I didn't watch like any other big 10 football this weekend. Not sure why. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to go, I'll go Iowa in this one. Uh, I think they're the better team and, uh, yeah. Yeah. This, this one's weird. Cause like, I remember looking at it on Monday when I look at the spreads
2: and Nebraska mm-hmm. was actually favored at three and eight compared to nine and two iowa and i was like what the fuck like what's going on here <laughs> um yeah iowa three-game winning streak against illinois minnesota northwestern nebraska just, five-game losing streak maybe worse mm-hmm. looking at it now it's mm-hmm. yeah nebraska's not bad it's just they're not good
3: <laughs> yeah they've they've had a lot of like closer games i think this year they just yeah. haven't been able to to pull it out i mean their
2: past five games um I'm trying to look seven point loss to Wisconsin, yeah.
0: nine
2: point loss to Ohio State, six point loss to Purdue, seven point loss to Minnesota, four, no, three point loss to Michigan. Wow. Mm-hmm. They're not a bad team at all. It's and they're getting better. It's basically good offense and bad defense for Nebraska, and yeah, offense and mm-hmm. good defense for Iowa. So
3: it's like, I don't know. Uh,
2: Nebraska home, home end of the season, regular season. Okay. I could see it pulling off. I could see them really pulling it off.
3: Okay, I, I can I can see that. I can definitely see that also. All
2: right, what's next? Um, I'm going to save Rutgers for last, I guess. Yep. Yep. If we're going to go based on timestamps, I guess technically we could do the big game. Okay. Ohio State Michigan yep. winner gets Big Ten East, I guess. Right.
3: Big Ten East. Yeah, I think I believe so. Um. Yeah, ten one and ten. Yeah, because because Michigan State lost again. So yeah. Yeah. So this
2: this is an interesting game. I don't really. I think everyone's kind of leaning towards Ohio State, but it's just like I I think Michigan might have a shot this year. I don't I don't know, what do you think?
3: Yeah, um uh Michigan uh, I think I think they kind of um kind of, you know, put people on notice, I guess uh by beating Maryland by so much last week. Um they scored a lot also. Yeah. Um which they obviously will will need to. Um I'm going to go Ohio State in this one. They just I mean they just blew blew out Michigan State like with ease. Um I was very impressed by that. Um they're up like in the 40s to 0 at halftime. I mean it was it was just just no contest. Um they were just really fired up for that game. They're going to be fired up for this one. Um CJ Stroud like you said like we're talking about earlier is a Heisman Heisman favorite right now. Mm-hmm. Um you know Michigan is getting healthier in their running game. Uh, I think they're going to shorten the game. Uh, Blake Corum is back as Hassan Haskins has been Obviously, you know, the running game is their strength. Um, But I think Ohio State is just going to have too much offense in this one. And uh, they're going to win this one. Well,
2: we've seen both teams play already, whether that be in person or via TV or whatever you want to call it, fairway games. But, uh, yeah, I I don't see Michigan – I don't know. I feel like Michigan might put up a pretty good fight. But at the end of the day, this Ohio State team's just really, really good. C.J. Stroud, like Mike said before, is probably the Heisman favorite, if -hmm. not close to it um Travion Henderson has been a freshman phenom he's been ridiculously good and then like their wide receiver core between Alave I think just broke the I think he
3: broke uh, broke some record broke one
2: of the records that was held by um one of the crazy receivers that they Mm -hmm. have every year um and he's not I don't even think he's their leading receiver which is crazy to me he's not Mm -hmm. Smith um I don't even know how to say it Jackson
3: Smith and Jigba yeah yeah
2: yeah, he's the, he's their leading receiver this year with 1,100 yards on a 69 receptions. Like that. really
3: it's yeah. not it's not Garrett Wilson. No, he's uh, Wow. yeah wow,
2: which is uh kind of crazy between Garrett Wilson, Olave, yeah. Smith. It's like like how do you how do you cover that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's a crazy thing to say, but uh yeah, <laughs> I, I I the eight-point spread kind of like turns me off a little bit of this game, but the over mm-hmm. under 63 and a half, they're expecting this game to be a shootout.
3: Mm-hmm. I don't wow. know if I
2: see that to be honest. Yeah, wow. But um, I don't know. Ohio State scores at will. So I'll probably go Ohio State. Cheapest <laughs> ticket, by the way, 270. Mm, mm. That's that's ridiculous. And then you go to the Rutgers game. Cheapest ticket. Eight dollars. <laughs> um, that's funny. All right, I have to take a little, little shot there. Um, what's next? Michigan State, Penn State, Michigan State's home. Penn State's favored, though. After mm. that blowout, like you just said, that Michigan State got blown out last week by Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to think of this
0: one.
3: Yeah, this is this is honestly, I'm not sure. Um, I mean, Penn State, uh, I guess you could say play inspired. They had a lot of guys out or, you know, not feeling well and everything, like we talked about. Uh, Michigan State. Um, they obviously didn't play well last week at all. Um, I'm not I'm not sure. it's actually a very, very good matchup. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'll go. Um, I'm 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 gonna go, I'm gonna go Penn State in this one. I think I think uh, you know. I like what I saw from the quarterback, uh, Christian I uh, However, say that. Apologize if I said that's that right. Not,
0: that's dude. That's uh, yeah.
3: Okay. Cool. Cool. So yeah, I'm gonna go Penn State in this one. I think um, <clears throat> D line just you know I think if they're able to stop Kenneth Walker, I think think they'll be fine. Um, I, I know you were talking about their safeties. Um, you know, Michigan State okay. likes to throw the ball deep when they when they, if the running game's not going to or or you know to coincide with that. Um, I think Penn State will be able to stop that. Um, I think. Yeah, be able to, you know, hold hold down Kenneth Walker a little bit. So I'm gonna go in Penn State with the uh road win here.
2: Yeah, we we saw it um this past weekend. I think Penn State's defense is pretty damn good.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um between the, the cornerbacks and safeties, they have a couple of Juco guys back there at safety that have looked phenomenal. Um the defensive line should be able to hold Kenneth Walker, and I think that defensive that secondary group should be able to kind of contain like Naylor and uh
0: mm-hmm.
2: Reed, Jalen Reed, mm-hmm. Reed, whatever it mm-hmm. was um i do i think penn state pulls this one out especially because i like i said before today they're going to announce the extension for franklin so that's going to be kind of pretty big news for them and you kind of build on that hype and then all all week long you kind of build on that and then um mm-hmm. on top of it all they're going to be healthy it looks mm-hmm. like after losing a bunch of guys to the flu last week it sounds like um they're going to be pretty good to go
0: mm-hmm. i
2: don't know if clifford will be good to go or not that's the big question mark but I do, I do think he'll probably start. And even if not, Valu looked pretty damn good for a freshman team his first time last weekend against Rutgers. Yep. Uh, yeah. I think I'm spot on with you on that one. I think Penn state gets the road victory eight and four season to the pinstripe
3: bowl. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
2: Yeah. Uh, it depends. <laughs> I mean, if Rutgers wins, I guess Rutgers probably gets that. Rutgers,
3: but... Rutgers probably goes there. I mean, for, for a lot of teams that like aren't, that like isn't Rutgers, I'm sure that's like a really cool destination. Um, I mean yeah, I mean obviously Rutgers is close. So I mean you can see him. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I know I mean Rutgers – I wrote it uh yesterday, Rutgers hasn't played there since 2013. So um oh, it's is. been it's been a while. Yeah, the pinstripe bowl against Notre Dame that year. So I kind of I kind of
2: hope like well, obviously I, I want Rutgers to win, but sure. I, I do like to hope they win and they get the pinstripe bowl actually. Like I, mm-hmm. I like to see the only downside about that press box is it's like half indoor, half outdoor, so mm-hmm. it's like,
3: well, mm-hmm. like damn, yeah, it could be it could be cold, yeah. So yeah.
2: <laughs> But uh, yeah, if we're watching a game in Yankee Stadium, it's kind of cool to watch football mm-hmm. there. It's it's, it's different. Yeah. It's unique. I
3: I definitely be excited to go there. Obviously, yeah. obviously. And plus, it's
2: down the street, so we don't have to sure. really worry about much. So whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Anyway, uh, next game on the docket. Ooh, yikes! Northwestern Illinois three thirty BTN. How um, that game got the three thirty? Oh, okay. Three thirty is also the Penn State Michigan State. But how? Oh God, I hate that fact that they put their biggest games at noon
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. stupid but i I'm, I'm okay with that honestly because especially like when you cover team you know yeah Oklahoma well i mean yeah It's was
2: so. cool like a reporter type thing but, yeah absolutely but um, illinois favored six and a half half. They're home against northwestern both teams kind of suck uh <laughs> i don't even know where to go that that's actually a more expensive ticket than the Rutgers game this weekend interesting okay i like how it gives you that That's
3: cool but, <laughs> i'm gonna uh, go yeah, i'm gonna go um i'll probably go illinois in this one i think um I think they'll get the run game going in this one. Um uh the favorite at home, right? I think so yeah,
2: like six and a half.
3: Um yeah, six and a half points. So I mean, yeah, I mean Northwestern uh beat beat Rutgers this season, Illinois lost Rutgers. Um, I mean, Illinois has that win over Penn State, they can kind of hang their hat on. Uh so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Illinois in this one. So we we talked about it before. Illinois
2: might have the best APR in the conference or in one of the best in the country. Mm-hmm. They get this win, that's their fifth win. And oh, true. A,
3: yeah, they're still playing for something. Well, they're playing
2: for something. Whereas Northwestern's probably checked out, probably like fuck this place, this sucks. Mm-hmm. Like we we fucked up this season, move on, <laughs> keep going.
0: Okay.
2: Um, Evan Hole's if Evan Hole puts up 92 yards, he gets a thousand yard season, too. So I mean he mm-hmm. might be playing for something. The rest not so much, but I think uh Illinois is an intriguing team. They mm-hmm. I I give Bolivia credit, he's schemed some things, he's worked around uh injury at quarterback. He's worked with Sikowski and made him look decent, so yeah, I, I think I don't think he's a bad coach, and and he's got you know what's crazy? He has some Chris Ash staffers on his uh on his crew he over does. there. So
3: I mean, he used to coach at like Arkansas, Wisconsin. So. Yeah, the
2: fact that they they made it work, it's crazy how Midwest coaches kind of fit in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. weird. Maybe mm-hmm. we should try Midwest coaches in Jersey and see what. <laughs> <laughs> Never <mind>. um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I like Illinois in this one. I know fans aren't gonna like the fact that we said that because if yeah. both teams are five and seven, it probably goes to Illinois. It sounds like, but mm-hmm. we'll see. But uh it's an interesting one. Three 330 games to this week. I didn't notice that. Indiana Purdue. Indiana or Purdue, Purdue is home. 15 point favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't think Penix Jr. is gonna play at this point. Probably not. Yeah. Uh Purdue has the better passer, rusher, and receiver of the group. So I mean I, I, yeah. I I'm just gonna say it, Purdue.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'll go Purdue also. Um, I know Purdue has done a really good job this season, bouncing back from losses. Mm-hmm. Um, they won. You know, last week, uh like you said, I think they're just a better team. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh I'm gonna go uh you know Purdue in this one. Um, you know, Indiana has has I think they're in like you know, basketball mode at, at this point, you know, for the fan base for the school. So uh yeah, I'm gonna go Purdue in this one.
2: They were basketball motivated after the first loss back in like <laughs> yeah. September or whatever it was.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean they played well. I remember. I remember watching them against Cincinnati, and it was a game until the fourth quarter.
2: Yeah, I mean, 38-24. It's a relatively close game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I actually thought they – I didn't think they were that bad. And then um, Rutgers kind of thrashed them, and I was like, oh, nope, they're, they're that bad.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, yeah, so last game before the Rutgers won, Wisconsin at Minnesota, Wisconsin's seven-point favorites. Um, both teams are – I think this is actually a battle for the – partial for the big 10 west i'm not sure how the tiebreakers work mm-hmm. but if wisconsin loses they'll be six and three minnesota will be six and three in the big 10 so it's like i don't, I don't know where that kind of falls yeah. in terms of tiebreakers but that's it's an interesting matchup over under of 39 which is like I mean,
3: mm. no um i think uh, wisconsin, wisconsin wisconsin is 5-0 in the division i'm not sure if that factors in
2: yeah i don't know how it works and then head to head like Minnesota would be right. six and three. They'd be six and three, but Minnesota won. I don't mm. I don't know the big ten West tiebreakers. I don't really bother with it because no one cares about that half of the conference. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, Wisconsin has won seven straight. Um, they've been they've been scoring their their defense is, you know, you know, probably the best in the country so top top three, I want to say. Um, so yeah, I mean, Wisconsin, you know, even even Graham Murch has been throwing the ball well. Mm-hmm. Um, the running game has been like completely insane bailing, um, bailing, uh, blanking on his name, but the big, oh. he's big. Yeah. Uh, he's big running back. He's, um, I saw a stat this past week where, um, it was like, he had like the most yards in the, in the big 10 or something of the country. And then he also had the third most just yards, you know, after Conquer, after after first contact. So, yeah, um, he's the running game has been phenomenal. They obviously have a giant offensive line. Their, their, their defense has been you know great all season long. So uh, Minnesota has been kind of a mixed bag this season. Um, so I'm going to go uh, Wisconsin with the dub here. Yeah.
2: I mean, he's coming off a game where he just ran for 228 yards against the Brax. Yeah. It's like, he's, he's pretty damn good. Um, it kind of almost makes you understand why they, Kind of let Jalen Berger kind of just walk, and it from what it sounds like, he might go to Michigan State. But mm-hmm. point. Um, yeah, I, I, I like this Wisconsin team a lot. Uh, if they're able to run the ball, I don't see a reason why they won't win. It's just PJ Flex, a pretty, a pretty damn good head coach. I know mm-hmm. people don't like that mid at times, but he's a former Rutgers staffer. Has done really well for himself out there. I think he just signed like a seven year extension or something like that. Um, I, I think he'll have his guys ready to play. Um, the over under thirty nine is like really fucking well. <laughs> Mm-hmm. but uh then neither team really passes the ball all too well so i guess that's what they're kind of banking on the run game just kind of defeating the clock real quick and then going from there but i'm intrigued i don't i don't know who i like in this one i guess i'll just go Wisconsin just because they have the better run game but
3: mm-hmm.
2: I, it's gonna be closer than people think
3: okay
2: all right so this sounds good last one of the day that we talked about maryland Rutgers. good offense first good defense bad offense first no i said that wrong no, I said that right. <laughs> I don't even know, dude. Rutgers has a good defense, bad offense. Maryland has a good offense, bad defense. Put it like mm. that.
3: Yes, yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: I, I don't. I don't know what <laughs> it's, is. Home. It's early. It's early.
3: Rutgers is home and actually
2: flipped. I think Maryland. Or actually, Maryland was a one-point favorite when it opened. It's now up to one and a half. Um, over under fifty-three. I don't know if that's possible mm-hmm. for a Rutgers game. <laughs> Fifty-three points total is a lot, mm-hmm. but um, I honestly I don't I don't I really don't know. I'm indifferent
3: on this one. I'll, I'll let you go first on this one just because I need I need sure. a minute to think. <laughs> sure, um, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go uh, Rutgers in this one. Um, I think I think the defense will just just play well. Um, I mean I think I think Talia Tech and their offense. I think they're gonna they're gonna get their yards. But I think Rutgers has done a good job on third down this season, so maybe that helps keep them off the scoreboard there um the one thing that also worries me is um Rutgers still you know they've given up a bunch of you know big passing plays this season um but um yeah I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Rutgers this one I think the offense will will be you know a better product of what we saw against Penn State I think I think they'll get the running game going a little bit uh which will definitely help them and definitely you know Help them keep control of the ball, which will keep the Maryland offense off the field, uh, which will keep the defense fresher. Uh, I know that kind of was an issue last week where, you know, the offense just couldn't get anything going. And the, and the Rutgers defense wore down against Penn State. That's why they saw all the points there in the fourth quarter for the for the Penn State. Um So, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Rutgers this one. Um You know, even though it's home, Rutgers has been playing better on the road this season. Um but I'm not I'm not sure what the crowd is gonna be like, honestly. Uh I but I was gonna say that too. You know, we'll see. So uh but I'm gonna go I'm gonna go this one. Rutgers will go to bowl game. Um probably probably you know, I was doing all the projections. Uh, all the projections, honestly, I've been saying the, the quick lane bowl. Uh so uh it'll be another another it's Christmas not, in Detroit. So that's let's yeah. just say no to that right away, please. <laughs> like
2: I really, I really do not want to go to the quick lane bowl. That's yeah. sounds brutal. Yeah. Detroit in December. Of, what is it like, the twenty seventh or two? Something like
3: uh, that. Yeah, around. around but it's the like, time. yeah, so I'm, not, not, I'm not,
2: I'm not, missing Christmas. No offense to, like, I'll, I'll <laughs> let Cratch and Sarge and all those guys handle that one. In terms of practices, we'll go out for the game, but sure, practice. No, no, I'm good. Count me out. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, what's it supposed to be like on Saturday? Do we know Whether this Saturday?
3: Uh, I'm not sure. Actually,
2: probably not ideal. I would assume. I'm trying. That's how mm-hmm. I was trying to look up when you were. Give oh, me your prediction. I'm not sure. Um Saturday, Saturday, Saturday.
3: Haven't 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 done my sim yet, so I'm not sure.
2: 45 and sunny, 15 mile go. per hour winds. Oof. I don't know if you'll get that good of a a crowd, especially because it's Thanksgiving weekend. Students aren't there, mm. students are on break. That's gonna hurt um right away. But then again, maybe not because the students didn't show up early last game and i've got to give a little shout out to the riot squad they always show up but the mm-hmm. rest of the students got it the student fan the student base has to just do something there but yeah. besides the point um i don't know callie is a really good quarterback mm-hmm. and Rutgers' run game kind of sucks i don't expect Rutgers to be able to pass the ball because they haven't been able to pass the ball all season long despite facing some shitty defenses mm-hmm. um Maryland secondary isn't bad. Like I said before, they have a couple guys Gator actually named Rutgers his leader back in his recruitment in 2019. Mm-hmm. I remember okay. that as uh, one of their corners. Um, Nick cross might be one of the best safeties in the conference, maybe nation eh, conference. I'm not gonna go that far. Um, he's <laughs> a very good safety. He's wasting his talent. There. But besides this point, um, yeah. if you can't stop Talia, I don't see a reason why it's gonna be a weird game. I think and this is crazy to say Rutgers puts up 21 points because they mm-hmm. haven't scored all season long. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when's the last time they put up more than 14 they put up so if you well, well they had
3: they had 38 against Indiana, but they had a lot of yeah. good good field position in that game zero points three points 20
2: points 7 13 13 13 13 13. jeez mm. i I just don't know if they could put up 21. And they're I, actually 28, because I, I think Maryland's going to score at least 28. And you're going to have to try to match that. I don't know if they they can match that. I really don't know. I don't see them matching it. I hate to say it. I think this might be a, the season finale for Rutgers. Um, I, I don't, do you even want a bowl game at five and seven?
3: I, I think I think you do for definitely. Goal practices, I think definitely but In terms it. of
2: like motivation wise, like it's more of like a hey. you kind of yeah, you
3: kind of yeah, like backdoor into a bowl. For sure. Yeah, but. I don't
2: like the idea of backdooring it. I know it helps with practices, refreshment, sure. and all that, but yeah.
3: I mean, uh, I mean, Rutgers hasn't been to bowl games since 2014, one of the longest you know power five droughts in the country. So I think I think yeah. they definitely take it. I mean, even if it is, you know, Detroit or 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 actually, they probably wouldn't maybe get a Big Ten bowl there, but they probably go. I saw one projection, maybe cure a Cure And in, I in saw Florida. that Florida. If they don't, that, if you don't get the, in,
2: the auto insurance company that always had that blue guy at Rutgers. Yeah,
3: I think yeah, but that's that's like very soon. That's like one of the earliest games in the. In hey, the all game. right,
2: then then I'm not, I'm okay with that. You said so yeah. Florida.
3: Well, I think I believe so. All, all right, right so maybe, cool. hey, you go to Disney or something? Yeah, so. Well, no, darn, don't don't make me go. No Disney, no Disney. Um.
2: The only downs, like I can't see this Rutgers offense producing. I yeah, just they've been tough. so down, like recently they haven't thrown for over a hundred yards in the past four game, past three games. Mm-hmm. They haven't. They've only thrown for over. Wow, well, man, that's actually a bad stat. They haven't thrown for over one fifty six. They've only mm-hmm. done that twice this year. Once was against Delaware. Once was against Michigan State. Interestingly enough, mm-hmm. they only ran for over a hundred yards once this year. Like the run game has been non-existent. Mm-hmm. uh your best running back arguably Monongai is probably hurt still
3: yeah he's playing. yeah crew shank's
2: gone it's up to melton we've been trying to do everything all season long i just can't see them score keeping up scoring wise with maryland and I, mm-hmm. I i do think it's going to be like a 28 21 maybe 28 14 at this point because i just can't mm-hmm. see them scoring unless the defense somehow finds a way to get like a pick six or a fumble recovery yeah. for a touchdown or I, I would say send the house on a field goal or no, not a field goal on a we well, yeah, on a field goal or a punt or a
3: punt. They yeah. haven't done that at all, so it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I actually I actually wrote about that. They finally did it against Penn State, but it was like fourth quarter when it was like twenty yeah, one or twenty. One. It nothing, doesn't like, matter.
1: It's
2: like too late
3: at that point, you know. And
2: then on top of it all, like you don't have a punt or kick return threat. Yeah, you don't apparently. have yeah. yeah Dunwoody yeah. just doesn't have the ability. Um, when you, it was so weird because they put Melton back there for punt return last week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you knew he was going to try to like do something with it but then when Avery Young came out the next series it was like all right so fair catch fair mm-hmm. catch that way by the way we didn't talk about that last game might have been the most down punch within the 20 yard line caught by the punting team yeah I was like there was like six or seven
3: times where Penn State yeah. literally was like catching it I'm like the, within the 10 and I'm like what the <laughs> hell what yeah it was I I <laughs> And uh, in my thoughts and observations post, I said one of the sections was like, was Ray Guy watching? I did like, they had like eight, like 12 straight punch or something like that to Curtis start the South
2: game. Like, very, very good. Like, as yeah. much as Corsack is good, that kid is pretty damn good too. And yeah, does, like, I was at, I was
3: very impressed. I was very impressed. I thought he kind of like outplayed Corsack uh, a little bit. I know Corsack had the tough. big, the big, um, I think it was 70, 73 yard that kept. It yeah. kept rolling. So
2: where's that book? He doesn't. He hasn't looked the same this season, and that's been yeah. a little disappointing. But
3: but I mean, they still lead the country in net punting, which is in the say a record right now. So yeah. that's obviously Gosh, phenomenal. Insane. They haven't had a touchback in like 100 punts or something. Yeah, like no. That. He
2: I'll give him credit. He knows how to keep it out of end zone. But yeah. uh, it, it's going to come down to those two, and um I think Iowa has a good punt. No,
3: Iowa is a good punter. Yeah, San Diego
2: State. That's the kid who's pretty mm. good too.
3: Yeah, I mean uh, well you know both yeah both guys were semifinalists for the Ray Guy Awards. So. Yeah,
2: I think they could both be finalists too, honestly. But sure. sure. Um uh, yeah, anyway. When, I gotta
3: look, I gotta look that up when they gets announced. There's sure. a San
2: Diego State Kid that's very, very good this year. Okay. okay. And me being mm-hmm. a Ray Guy voter, I kinda know.
3: Okay, okay,
2: okay. I don't know how the hell I got that honor to be honest. <laughs> I just got an email. That's funny. When I
3: was like, Oh, uh sure, I'll say yes. <laughs> there you go. Cool. I've seen
2: some pretty good punts in my day.
3: <laughs> yeah, so, if anything, a Rutgers uh yeah, they, they at probably least the one the biggest expert. Here, so, yeah. Huh? yeah,
0: it's not two,
2: like geez. But uh <laughs> yeah, I don't see Rutgers pulling this one off. I just can't see Maryland's offense being stopped. So, like I said, 28-21, 20, probably something like that. Um yeah, well, then we'll see. I guess if they get back to our bowl or not. I don't think they mm-hmm. do, but who knows? Uh we don't know APR, so no one really knows, I guess. Yeah,
3: that's kind of been the secret stuff because they're going off of numbers from 2019 20 I think but they're not they haven't been released so i you would
2: think they get released i don't really know anymore
3: i don't i mean um um yeah i mean right now they're not so i'm not not sure
2: it's time to shift over to wrestling season
3: <laughs> yeah
2: cuz yeah never mind basketball bad. Now. um all right that's all that's all we got i guess for today um shout out to mike you had to go to work <laughs> uh we're recording this way too early i'm tired as hell i might go back to bed
3: uh anything else chris you got any last thoughts uh not really uh, i'm gonna go to you know happy thanksgiving to everybody i oh, guess yeah, i no. guess i can say so all right so what is your favorite thanksgiving uh food i guess
2: oh dude stuffing i love stuffing.
3: stuffing. Like really dude, that's dude. like i would say stuffing's my least favorite really yeah, oh, yeah Stuffing's
2: so good but um i don't know like you just gotta like once you get that that first plate and then you just get that little the gravy tub and it's just like mm. oh it's so much gravy <laughs> everywhere. It's like yeah, I feel awful. I gotta go to like two, three Thanksgiving things this year. So I'm kinda okay. I am kind i do not know if I'm gonna gain like 20 pounds over the next like a couple of days, but
3: it's all good, it's all good. Yeah, I guess if anyone,
2: anytime it's now to do it, so we'll see what happens, For but. sure. Really, what, what, what's your favorite then? If you hate, what's stuff? my
3: favorite? Uh, I like I like mash. I like I'm a mashed potato guy. Okay, I, I'll agree yeah. with that. That's a good one. I
2: thought you're yeah. gonna say like green
3: beans or something like that. Nah, I'm a mashed potato guy. A little bit of gravy, like I said. You got you got to do like the little spoon, the little pool of gravy there, and then in the, oh, in yeah, the middle, you know, the
2: whole thing, and just pour it on everything. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. I also
3: I'm also. Like, I only eat it on Thanksgiving, but I like having cranberry sauce, you know, that at the can, at the can. Though. You got, you got to get the slices, can. or like we talked the, about, the like the little circles. The yeah, the can, I see. The I
2: like the, the circles are good, they're like little chunks. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, they're okay, they're yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah, they're I mean, it's not fun. even like it's not even that good. I just got, I just have to eat it. It's just, so. it's under, it's an underrated Thanksgiving, uh, edition. You need mm-hmm. it. I'm actually I'm actually uh, making mac and cheese this uh, this year. Ooh, I'm going baked, to mom, wait, so. baked or are we talking big America? big mac and cheese? Yeah, baked yeah. mac
2: and cheese is super underrated. I feel like people are like oh that's good craft. No fucking bake that. Yeah. Get the yeah. little crisp on the edge and yep. it's like ooh. <laughs> oh. Mac and cheese I'll might make, be right there. It's like I'm making stuffing. that.
3: I'm making that on uh, a Wednesday uh, afternoon at some point. So
2: there you go. It sounds pretty good. It sounds like you're gonna have a pretty good <laughs> Thanksgiving.
3: But yeah, you too. You too. All right. So
2: I guess that's it. I got nothing else. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Um, we'll see what happens with Rutgers on Saturday. Uh, UMass and basketball, Maryland and football. It Everyone be okay on Saturday because it could get ugly.
3: <laughs> yeah. We'll see.
2: But all right. Peace.